foundations. Foundations. The Bible says if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? And a godly family, you can see your parents are here, a godly family decided that we are going to choose to lay solid foundations for our children. And for his foundational stage, they enrolled him in El Shaddai, when El Shaddai was just a small school. And they trusted that God has something great for our children that requires godly foundations. And so, this young man that's going to be ministering to us, I've seen God do remarkable things in his life. And, and I know that it's all because of the foundations that were laid many, many years ago. And here's the thing. Sometimes we lay foundations. There were people that were part of the, 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 the beginning of the school that maybe will not see Nathan now, but they played a part. And Nathan is, is who he is today because somebody played a part in laying the foundations. And today you are playing a part in laying the foundations in these children and many other. That one day, whatever they all decide to do with their lives or whatever God has purpose for them to do with their lives, it's not all about just standing here and ministering, but if you lay the right foundation, they can be all that God wants them to be because of foundations. And for many, many years, we, we were praying, those who are part of this church, you know that we, we've prayed earnestly and we've been thinking, oh, we need associate pastors. And, and then one year, we had a revelation and we decided that we are going to lay the foundation. We are going to train for ourselves from within this house Young people that will rise up and lead. And he was part of that program. And we invested for a whole year. We invested in just developing them. And when I look back, one of the most important decisions I've ever made as lead pastor of this church was to run practical. Because I see in this young man, I see, come Nathan, I see a man with a calling. I see a man that will shape the world reshape the world, a man that will live out kingdom purposes. But it started with a decision that we will invest and lay solid foundations in his life. And today, he is all that he is because somebody decided, let's come together and lay foundations. I, I know beyond a shadow of doubt that you're going to be ministered to. I, when, when, whenever I give him the opportunity to minister, I, I, don't, I don't sit and question and pray hard. I just say, go and be all that God wants you to be. So I know that he's got a word in his heart, and I know that he's going to minister to you, and I want you to receive him as you would receive me or any other pastor for that matter. He is speaking here as a man that has got authority because he's under authority, and there is an anointing of God that is upon you. Nathan, I release you to minister to us, and I uh, just want you to know that we are proud of you, and we thank God for all that he's doing in and through your life. Come on, word of truth. Let's give it up for Nathan. This morning, what I want to speak to you, I really want to speak to you from the perspective of the past pupil of the school. Why I asked Joel Greaves not to borrow his blazer. But I, Joel, I, this blazer looks pretty good on me, so I think I'm going to keep it. But uh, not come back to school, just keep it. And you can still do all the work and all that part. But yeah, this morning, I really want to speak to you from the perspective of a past pupil. Because I, I can remember when I was in the school, and it was so small that, you know, everyone knew everyone's name. You know, like, you could be in grade seven, and you would know the names of the grade one and two students. And you would know, you know, you know who the fastest kid in the school is, and everyone knew who the smartest kid was, and you knew who the least well-behaved was. And you know, if some, if if Peter in grade two told some joke, the grade sevens would hear about it, 
at break that day. I can remember when the school was that small and it was, like, it was almost like a second family to me. And it really was a, a period of, of foundations being built in my life. And I think Pastor Justin kind of stole my message a bit because what I really want to speak about today is foundations. I want to speak about foundations. Um, when I was preparing for this sermon, I, um, at first I was thinking, you know what, I really want to speak from the perspective of, you know, I was a student, I'm not out of school, and there's some things I've kind of learned now that I'm out of school that I kind of wish someone told me when I was in high school, you know, we, or, or even in primary school. You know, we, we have so much stuff that's been taught to us in school. If I can speak to the students for a moment. There's so much stuff being taught to us in school, so much information. Uh, that's been thrown at us. And sometimes it becomes hard to, to kind of work out what, did, what, what do I need to hold on to and what's kind of, can I let go? Because it's kind of impossible to hold on to all of it. And there, these were some uh, principles that I really wish someone had taken the time to really say, hey, you need to apply this in your life. And, 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 and through the practicum program, I learned a lot of these principles. Uh, but you don't have to wait until you're out of school to learn these things. And so uh, when I started preparing, I discovered that the first one was going to be the whole sermon. Uh, just for the sake of, of keeping to my time. Um, and so the first one was around foundations. And this morning I, I may be speaking uh, to, to the context of a school student, but I want to encourage everyone that these principles, they always apply in your life. It's not like once you leave school or when you're no longer a young adult, these things don't apply anymore. So wherever you are in your life, these things can help you out. Foundations are important no matter where you are, as you'll discover now when we go into it. You'll see that no matter what stage of your life you're in, Foundations are so key and so important. And so this morning, I just want to um, open in prayer. Lord, I just want to pray that you would just come and open our hearts to what you're saying. That you would just help me to hear what it is you want to say to us this morning, Lord. That you would open our ears to hear what your Spirit is saying. That everything that is shared this morning would be from you, Lord. And I just want to lay myself down this morning to be used by you, Lord. I just thank you for this opportunity. Amen. Amen. One thing I know about school is it feels like it's going to last forever. Isn't that right, students? <laughs> like, school feels like it's going to last forever. It's like, ah, will, will I ever get out of school? Maybe, except when you're in matric, though. Like, school will feel like it's going to last forever, but I think when you're in matric, then it kind of feels like it's going to end too soon. Like, the next deadline is always too soon. The, the, the matric students know what I'm talking about. But school feels like it's going to last forever. Like, it really does. When you're in school, you kind of think, this is something I'm going to go through ever. And you never really think that, at some point, I am going to leave school. And I'm going to have a future, and I'm going to be out in the world doing something and having to pursue something. And, and what I never realized in school, and what I only realized when I left school, was when you, when, you, when you leave school and you get your matric certificate, you don't just get like a clean slate. It's not like everything that you did in school is now, that's a period of your life that was isolated and you've left that behind, and now you enter some new period where somehow magically you're like a different person. And everything that happened the last 18 years of your life are irrelevant. What I discovered when I left school is that the 18 years up to leaving school, those are like the foundations of what comes after. Like everything that you do in school, everything that you do for the, for the first 18 years of your life, that has such a profound impact on the rest of your life. And no one, no one really, I'm sure there were people that probably tried to teach me this and I just didn't want to listen, but I'd, I, I never really got this when I was in school. And I would just, you know, I would just mess around. I would just do whatever, whatever felt good, whatever felt fun. No thought of the future, thinking school, yeah, it'll end one day. And I kind of, we kind of always want, we want to get out of school and we want school to end, but we never actually think about what that's going to look like. And I really want to encourage everyone here, especially the students, to realize that the first 18 years of your life, that's a time to really set foundations. 
So I just want to ask, this, this, this is kind of a, a, a service that might be a little bit schooly. So I'm going to ask you guys a question. And uh, you know how we do it in school. We say, you know, raise your hand and give an answer. Uh, if you don't all raise your hands at once, don't shout out. But anyway, we don't have to do it quite like that. But I'm just going to ask this question. When I want to build a house, what is the first thing I have to do? Only one person, right? Well done. Yes, Kanye, you're for raising your hand. The rest of you are all getting a demerit. Sorry. <laughs> it's foundations. We always build the foundations first. Isn't that true? I'm not a builder. I, I, don't ask me to build your house. But the first thing that we always lay when we are building something is the foundations. We always start with the foundations. We don't put the walls up. We don't put windows, roofs, none of that stuff. It's the foundations that we start with. And the foundations have to be solid. I want to show you a picture. I think it's on the next slide. I'm sure many of us recognize this building. It's, a, it's the Tower of Pisa. It's in Italy. It's a building that, that, that when they started building it, they didn't lay the foundations right. This building, it had faulty foundations. And what's interesting, when I was reading about this for my sermon, is that by, by the time they had built the very first story of that tower, it was already starting to tilt. It's not like after they built the whole tower, there was some earthquake or something happened that shook it and weakened the foundations, and this tower started to tilt. No, what happened was when they laid the foundation, the builders didn't do it right. They made mistakes. There were flaws in this foundation. And by the time the first story was built, the whole tower was already slightly tilted. And by the time they had done the tower, it looked something like that, completely off-center. And that's kind of like how life is. If we don't lay the foundations right, if we don't lay the right foundations, everything ends up tilted. Everything ends up tilted. And that's what's so interesting about foundations. You know, there's no glamour in foundations. No one ever, ever drives through a neighborhood and says, yo, that house has the best foundations. I just love that house's foundations. I want to build a house one day with foundations like that. We don't look at the foundations of a house. You don't even see the foundations of a house. We look at everything on top of the foundations and say, wow, that's so amazing. And what we don't realize is it's the foundations underneath that hold everything together. And I tell you, it's the same thing in life. And you've, many of the students, you've probably realized this already, but I can tell you, once you're out of school, you'll really begin to realize it, that people celebrate outward growth a lot more than they'll celebrate inward growth. You see, foundations are something you can't see, so nobody celebrates foundations. We all celebrate what's on top. But if, if you don't build the right foundations, you're gonna have something on top that's tilted. And, and, and I'm telling you, people will celebrate what they see on the outside. They'll celebrate um, how beautiful you are. They'll celebrate how well you can sing. They will celebrate things they see on the outside. A, a very practical example of this is if you lose weight, everyone will come and tell you, oh, you look so good, you've lost weight, da, da, da. But stay at the same consistent weight and no one will, no one will say anything. Like, don't, 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 don't lose weight, don't gain weight, just stay at a good, healthy weight and no one will ever say anything to you. No one will ever notice anything because there's no change on the outside. Because that's people in life, they see outside change. They tend to focus on things they can see changing on the outside, but they don't focus on what's happening on the inside. And it's so important that we don't neglect to build what's on the inside. It's so important we don't neglect to build it. And here's why. Um, any kind of greatness in life will bring pressure into your life. Okay. Let me build on this point. If, if, if you build a building, they have something that they call the bearing pressure. So the engineers, this is a bit of a physics lesson for you all. The engineers will measure something they call the bearing pressure. 
while they're busy, or while they're busy planning to build this building. So essentially what the bearing pressure is, is you take the force exerted by the weight of the building and you divide it by the area of your foundation. So the heavier the building is, the more force it exerts on your foundation, the larger the area of the foundation has to be. Because if your area of your foundation is too small and your force is too great, the bearing pressure is so high that the building will collapse or it'll fall over, it'll be knocked over by wind or something. And so you have to make sure that the, the, the area of the foundation that you lay is big enough for the building you plan on putting there. And what I want to say is if you want to achieve greatness in life, if you want to achieve anything, if you want to be successful, that is going to bring pressure. You know, I think in life we're so good at talking about the challenges that it takes to become successful or to become rich or to, to do something influential or to do something that you'll be remembered by. I think we, we know it's difficult to do that. But I don't think anyone ever really tells us how much pressure comes once you get up there. Once you become famous, once you become rich, once you become successful, once you're running a business, once you're running a church, once you are an influential person and people are looking up to you and there's expectations put on you by other people, there's so much pressure that that applies to you. And I don't think people really realize this. We all want to be like famous and rich. I mean, who here wants to be famous? People aren't being honest now. Who here wants to be rich? Okay, everyone who didn't put their hand up, you're, you're really all lying to me this morning, come on. You know, we all want to do something great. We all have dreams. I'm sure many of us here, we want to go into music, we want to write, we want to be leaders, we want to go into business, we want to be managers, we want to be CEOs. I'm sure there are many people here with big dreams. And, and I'm sure you know how hard it is to get there because I think people never stop telling you how difficult it can be to pursue something you want to pursue. But no one's ever really, when I was in school, told me about the pressure once you get up there. And, and what's so key is that we build a foundation now that will be able to sustain us one day when we're up there. You have to build a foundation now. You see, you don't build the house and then the foundation. You can't put the walls and everything like that and then say, okay, now we're going to lay a foundation strong enough to hold this house. It's always the foundations that come first. Before anyone can see the house, before you can see the house, before your friends, your family, before the world can see the house, you lay the foundations. And that's the thing. That's why I think so many people miss out on laying foundations is because it's something that's unseen. It's not a process that anyone is going to celebrate. It's not a process that, that the world sees as valuable because they don't see it. It's something that happens inside you. It's building your character. It's building your values. It's building your morals. It's learning how to control your emotions. It's learning how to treat other people when they disappoint you or make you angry or frustrate you. It's these inside character growth. That is what is foundational. That's what lays your foundations. And that kind of stuff is not the kind of stuff the world celebrates. They'll come up to you and tell you how good you look after going to the gym, but nobody's going to come and tell you how good your kindness looks on you. Nobody's going to come and tell you how good your patience looks on you, or your love, or your gentleness, your integrity, your honesty. People don't come and walk up to you and say, wow, you're like, I can see you've been working out your honesty. <laughs> People aren't going to do that because it's an unseen process. But at the end of the day, this unseen process, this process of building yourself, is what will be able to sustain greatness in your life. I just want to show you a photo, the, the next photo. 
uh, somewhere in the slide. But what they did at the Tower of Pisa, because it's, it started to tilt so much that they said, you know, we need to fix this or it's going to fall over. And they tried to put these lead counterweights all on the one side to try and pull the tower back. And uh, they, they, did, they did pull it back a little bit, but they never pulled it back all the way. It was still tilted, as we can see. If you go visit it today, it's still tilted. And what's so interesting is they, they spent 200 years trying to fix this tower, trying to get it straight again. And even today, they haven't managed to pull it all the way straight. They've kind of been happy to just leave it tilted like that. It's kind of a tourist attraction now, so I guess it's making them money. But at the end of the day, if we don't work on our foundations at the beginning, when we need to work on them, one day you're going to build something that you think is great, but it's going to kind of miss the mark. It's just going to kind of be skewed. Like it, 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 you might find some success, and it might be kind of great in some way, but there's going to be some flaw in it. There's going to be something that just kind of makes it go... There's going to be something that when people look at, at, at your life and what you've done, they're going to be like, you know what, he did do something amazing, but, you know, he had this thing, or there was this flaw, or there was, there was something about it that just wasn't right, that didn't quite achieve the full measure of what it could achieve. And oftentimes, it's just something small in the foundations. It's not like they planned to build skew. In fact, the actual tower part is perfectly straight, but they made a flaw in the foundation that caused everything else in their life to go skew. And it's so important that early on, we don't spend all our time just having fun and just doing whatever. And I'm not trying to stop you from having fun. It's great to have fun. That's also good. But begin to think about what do I want in my life? What is, uh, that, is it that I want to achieve? What is it that I want God to do through me? What is it that I am praying to God for? What is it that God has already maybe begin to show you that he wants to do in your life? You need to begin to say, what kind of foundations can I build for that? You might be wondering uh, if I'm ever going to go into Scripture at all. Matthew 7, from verse 24, the parable of the, the wise and foolish builder. It's so interesting how both of them built a house. They both had a house. In fact, the, the guy they built on sand. So, so essentially, maybe if you don't know the story, essentially what happens is, I'm not going to read it, but I encourage you to read it in your own time. There's two guys that both decide they're going to build a house, but the one uses sand for his foundation, and the other uses stone. Now the thing with sand is it's, it's, it's pretty easy and it's pretty light to move around, but stone is a lot harder. It requires a lot more work and a lot more time to build that foundation. So these, there's these two builders and they use these opposite materials. And what's so interesting is both of them build a house. In fact, if you think about it, the guy who built with sand probably built his house sooner because he didn't have to spend half as much time on the foundations as the guy who was trying to use stone. And so he probably had this amazing house built up there, and he was probably looking out his window at his neighbor thinking, this guy's so stupid. He's only putting these walls down now, and I'm already done. I'm in my house. And everyone that walks past is probably thinking, wow, that guy's built an amazing house. That guy next to him must be lazy or stupid or not know how to build. Or, you know, what's wrong with that guy that his house is, is so far behind the other guy? But here's the thing. The guy that built with sand, his house, while it was built quickly, and everyone marveled for some time, it didn't stand for very long. Because what does the, the story tell us happened? Some wind came, and there was a storm, and because the foundation wasn't strong, his house couldn't stand the pressure that was put on it, and it fell over. And that's the thing that's going to happen in, in, in life. We see so many people make it up there, make it, become famous or, or rich or successful in business or successful in any sphere of life or go into politics, and they, and they, and they start to do really good things, and they start to, to do great things, and they start to gain influence. And, and, and the thing is, the more influence you gain, and the, the, the higher up that you get, the greater that pressure becomes. 
And if you don't have a strong foundation, at some point, remember the bearing pressure formula, at some point the force becomes so great. But the thing is, the area of your foundation isn't changing. So you have the area of your foundation set already, and the force is getting bigger and bigger, and at some point, the force becomes too great for the foundation to hold it, and the whole thing falls down. It's not like, it's just so interesting how the whole building will fall down. It's not, it's not you know, when people get to that point in their life and they, 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 they can't handle the pressure anymore, it's like everything comes apart. They, they, you know, they, they, were, they, they were preaching amazing, they were changing lives, they were doing whatever for 10 years and one year will mess it all up. They'll do, they'll do something stupid that year, they'll make some mistake, they'll, they'll do something that one year that will mess everything up. And the whole, everything they did the last 10 years, it all comes crashing down because they couldn't hold or, or stand that pressure because they didn't lay a strong enough foundation to begin with. And so it's so important that we lay the right foundations. So I wanna talk about three things to make a strong foundation. There's three things that, that, that it was interesting, I was reading the building process behind foundations. And some of the things really, they just stood out to me. And there's, there's these three things. And the first one is this. You have to go and assess the condition of your soil. Before they build a house, they'll go to the property they want to build on, and they'll kind of look around and see what it's like. They'll look, is, it, is the soil loose? Is it hard? Is it densely packed? What kind of soil is it? Is it clay? How does it react to water, to wetness, to wind? They'll assess all the stuff. Before they lay any kind of foundation or build anything, they will assess what is the... The, the, uh, the condition of the soil that I'm building in. And here's the thing, the, the, the Bible often compares soil to people. If you go read the parable of the sower, you'll see uh, that it's, it's a parable about different qualities of people, different types of people, people who are different qualities of soil. And here's the thing that I wanna say, especially to the students, but to everyone in your life, the people around you will determine the strength of your foundations. The people around you, see, it's the, it's the soil they build the foundation in that determines what kind of foundation they need to build and how strong that foundation is. That's actually what happened with this tower. It's the soil around it was so loose that it started to shift. So all the foundations kind of shifted slightly skew because the soil around it was so loose. And they didn't take this into account when they were building the tower. And in your life, if you have people around you that are negative, that are going to put you down the whole time, people that are bitter, and people that gossip, and people that don't have strong morals or strong values, people that don't care about others, don't treat others well. If you have people in your life that are stale, for lack of a better word, you're gonna have foundations that are weak because the people around you will influence the kind of foundations you build. I can honestly tell you that every single thing I regret about high school, everything I did that I regret doing, every mistake I made, everything I didn't do that I wanted to do was because of the people around me, not blaming them, take responsibility for what I did. But I was influenced by the people around me and I can't think of a single thing I did in high school that I don't regret, that wasn't because in some way of the people around me. But I can also tell you that I can't think of anything in my life, not just high school, not just school, anything in my life that I really remember fondly. I can't think of any good memory, I can't think of anything I'm really glad I did, anything I did well in that didn't come about because of people around me. So people are like that, people, people are like a double-sided knife. They can either cut for you or they can cut you. And that's how it is in life. You need to decide, do I want people around me that are gonna cut me, that are gonna minimize me, 
that are gonna tell me I'm worthless, that I'll never achieve anything, that are gonna say, really, you wanna be a doctor? With those math marks? Or say, really? You actually wanna be successful? All you'll ever be is a hobo. If you have people like that around you in your life right now, they are weakening your foundations. You need to have people around you that will minimize the problems in your life. They won't minimize you. They will minimize the things in your life that are putting you down. They'll be the one to say, you know what? You can do this. You can do this. You just need to put in a little extra effort. Just try again. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. Just learn. Just try again. Those are the kind of people you have around you. And in high school, this is so essential because in high school, you, say, you spend most of your day in a class, don't you? You're surrounded by people in a classroom. And yeah, you can't really choose your class, but you can choose who you let to be a close friend. You can choose who you let to really speak into your life. Young people, if you're at universities, I really would encourage you, don't hang out with just whatever group will take you. It might be a little bit lonely. You might have to sometimes sit at home and not have any party to go to, but don't let people be around you that are going to weaken your foundations. Just a practical example, when I was in school, um, we had a debating club. And now you can ask my friend Carl how much I love to argue. I'll, I'll argue a point with you until you pretty much just give up because you're tired of arguing. And I'll be like, yeah, I won, you know? I love, uh, and, and I would have loved debating. I would have flourished in debating. And not only that, it would have helped me. You know, we also had public speaking. We had a contest that our school would run every year, and there were many opportunities to speak publicly at school. I never took any of them. You know why? Because the people around me were the kind of people that hated extracurricular activities. All my friends didn't do extracurricular activities, most of them, because they, they didn't see any value in sport. They didn't do any cultural activities. They were kind of the kind of people that are like, school sucks. We're just going to do the bare minimum we possibly can to get through school. And they, that influenced me, despite being someone that would have loved to do so much more extracurricular activities, because that influenced me. There were many things I didn't end up doing. The only sport I played in school was hockey because my parents forced me to play sport, which I'm grateful for. And guess why I played hockey? Because the people I knew played hockey. So the people in your life have such a, a great influence. And here's what's interesting. You know, God has called me now to do something that uh, in many ways requires me to speak publicly. And imagine if, if back in school I'd been doing things like debating and things like public speaking. That would have been like building foundations, building me up for what God is calling me to do. But because I was so busy being influenced by the people around me, I, I backed off for those things. And now, thank God that he's still giving me the grace to speak to people. But now I'm busy building those foundations now. That's the thing. God is not going to give you your destiny when it's gonna destroy you. He'll wait for you. That's the thing, God wants to use you. He wants to do amazing things in your life. He does, he really does. But he's not going to give you everything he has for you until you've built the foundations to sustain it. So at the end of the day, you get to decide how much you want to be used by God. God will, God will use you to beyond what you can imagine, beyond your wildest dreams. God will use you if you're willing to lay the foundations to get there. Because he's not going to give you something. He loves you too much to give you something that he knows will end up just destroying you if you don't have the foundations to sustain it. My second point, I kind of started on it already is to build with quality. Build with quality. Here's the thing, as I said earlier about the world, is they like to focus on the outside, not the inside. And, and so often I think we can become so um, hungry for fame or so hungry for wanting to be successful 
that we tend to, to rush through the process of building foundations. We want to rush through as quickly as possible. You know, as we want to be famous when we're like 15. Show me a famous 15-year-old that's living a good life, like living a strong, morally right life, following God. Maybe there's some that get it right, but I tell you the majority of people at that age don't have the right foundations to hold that much pressure. And they rush through that process. And I really want to encourage someone with this scripture. You know, the Bible tells us in Matthew 6, verse 4, it, it says this, it says, then your father who sees what he's done in secret will reward you openly. The world may only care about what has happening on the outside. But I heard Stephen Furtick say this. He says, the kingdom of heaven is a kingdom that cares about what cannot be seen. What's inside, your character, your morals, your values, how strong you are as a person inside is so important to God. That's what he sees. He doesn't see the fact that someone else got a better mark on a test to you than you. He doesn't see the fact that you can't sing as well as the person next to you, or you can sing as well as them. You know, interesting enough, maybe, you know, you, you're sitting in the audience right now and you're thinking, I can speak better than this guy. That's okay, I, I don't, I'm pretty sure there are people here this morning that can speak better than me. I'm not up here because of how well I can speak. You know, Pastor Justin didn't think, you know what, this Sunday I'm gonna ask Nathan to speak because he's the best speaker I can get. Certainly not. He said, you know what, I have walked enough with Nathan to know that he has the foundations to stand up there and not be so hungry for fame or for greatness that he's looking for the next opportunity to just try and make himself look great. You know, you might have been here this morning and maybe you, or wherever in your life, you constantly see someone else doing something. Maybe you think, oh, I can sing so much better than the worship leader. Why am I not up there? That's why you're not up there. Because you're sitting down there Busy judging other people and comparing yourself to other people. And you don't have the foundations that they have. You think, oh, you know, I can sing better than them, but you don't realize that they're not just up there because they can sing. They spend years laying foundations, building their character, being a backup singer, and singing backup, thinking, will I ever get my chance? But they were happy to sit, stand here every week. Robin will tell you, if you go, I'll speak to her after the service. Standing there singing backup every week as best as they could, giving their all as a backup singer, saying, you know what, God, just build me, build me, build my character, build foundations. God sees, God sees. That's the thing about God. He'll always use someone with, with, with character over someone with talent. Amen. Talent's irrelevant to God. God gives us our talents, yes, and he wants us to use them, but at the end of the day, he can do something great with someone who has very little talent. It's not about the amount of talent you have. It's about the amount of character you have. The amount of character you have matters to God. The amount of talent, God can do anything. In your weakness, he is strong. You know, he often uses people in the Bible that weren't very good at what they were supposed to be doing. It's about your character. The character is what matters to God. And that brings me to my last point, and then I'll close. Choose the right foundation. If you know you're called, if you know that God has a plan for your life. You may not know every detail, you may not know everything about it, but you, you, you need to begin to ask God to give you a picture of what he wants to do with you in your life in the future. And here's the thing, different buildings have different foundations. You can't lay the foundations for a house and build a skyscraper. You probably will get to three or four stories and then realize the whole thing's gonna fall over and you have to start again. And if you aren't willing to lay foundations in your life, the only thing you might ever build is a shack. 
Because everything else in life needs foundations. And if you want to have a life that is greater than just some small purpose, some small amount of influence, and God wants you to have a life greater than that. Every single one of you here, you may not be the next famous person, but God wants every single one of you to have a life of influence. You have to say, you know what, God, I need to choose the kind of foundations for what you want to do in my life. If, I, if, if you know you're being called into a certain area, begin to build into that area. And here's the thing, not everyone else's foundations will be the same as yours. So you can't say, you know what, God, I'm as good as the rest of my class, you know? Yes, okay, I only read my Bible once a week, but so does the rest of my class, so that's okay, right? But if you say, you know what, God, I believe you're calling me to be a pastor, say. You need to say, you know what, for the rest of my class, maybe for their calling, it's okay for them to do that. But for my calling, for what you're calling me to do, I know I need to put more time into this, whatever that may be. And so you need to say, you know what, God, I know what my calling is and I know what I need to do to begin to prepare myself for that. And you can't be comparing yourself to the people around you. I love what it says about the, the man who built the house on the stone, on the rock. It says this about him. It says, then the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. That's the kind of foundation we have to have. I'm just gonna ask everyone to stand with me. Just wanna read you the scripture in closing. Ephesians 3, verse 16. It says, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And I just wanna say two things before I close. The first is this, Jesus is the solid rock. And if you don't know Jesus, you will never have a solid foundation. Like if, if you're hearing the sermon and you're thinking, wow, I really wanna work on my character and build my foundation for my future, and you don't know Jesus Christ, you can try as much as you want and you may make some progress, but at the end of the day, something will shake you because the only solid rock in this life is God. And so I just wanna encourage you, if you don't know Jesus Christ, just come and speak to someone after the service because without Jesus Christ, you have no solid rock in your life. And then it goes on to say, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. People who have strong foundations, they are filled to the measure of the fullness of God. All the fullness you want in your life is found when you allow God to build a firm foundation because then he can build a great building on you. Here's the thing, God is not going around looking for the next talented person. He's going around looking for someone that has taken the time to build foundations. And when he finds that strong, firm foundation, like a, a builder or someone who wants to build something, driving around saying, where can I find land that allows me to build a strong foundation? I'm not gonna go and build on the beach or on the sand. I'm gonna go, if I wanna build something strong, I'm gonna find a strong place to build it. God is going around looking for people with those strong foundations. And when he finds them, he says, this is a person I can do great things through. And so no matter how you may think of yourself, you may think of yourself as the most low person in the world. If you have a firm foundation, God will do the greatest things through you. So you might say, oh, but I have no talents. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm sure you do have talents that you haven't discovered, but it doesn't matter that you don't have talents because God isn't looking for that. He's looking for foundations and we have to build firm foundations. Let me close in prayer. Yes, Lord, I just thank you that this morning we could hear your word, Lord. And I just pray that this word would go out and challenge us, Lord, to evaluate our lives and where we have not built firm foundations, Lord, that you would come and correct our foundations, Lord, that we would not build or attempt to build greatness on weak foundations and one day destroy ourselves and destroy the people around us, Lord. I pray that you would 
build firm foundations now, Lord. I thank you that you have great plans for us as individuals. You have great plans for this church, Lord. And I just pray that you would lay everything you need to lay as a foundation now, Lord. That when you take us into that season of greatness, Lord, we will be ready to that. We will be able to run with that. We will be able to change the world, turn the world upside down for your name, Lord. That we will be people that have of great influence, Lord. And so I thank you that we could be here this morning. I thank you for every student, Lord, that you are doing great things at the school of El Shaddai, Lord, that you are using them to lay foundations. Lord, we pray for the teachers as they have such a critical role in laying the foundations of the school. I just pray that you would give them wisdom as they do that, that they would be like the wise builder, Lord. They would build the foundations of these students on rocks, on you, Lord, the solid rock. And I pray that the students, Lord, you would just give them the wisdom, Lord, and the strength when everyone else is just doing whatever, Lord, you would give them the wisdom and the strength to say, you know what, I'm going to choose to build my character and to build firm foundations, Lord. So I thank you that you are the rock of our life, Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs>